Welcome to Education Talks, I'm David Burke. Greshma Momaya is an edu leader and teacher mentor in India. She has vast experience in roles supporting teachers and parents in many organizations. I wanted to learn more about how she is making a difference to support emotional well-being and what she's discovered through visits to schools focused on alternative approaches in Bangalore, India. All right, well, Greshma, welcome to Education Talks. Uh, thanks, thanks for being there. Where, where are you at the moment? So I am from India, one of the most colorful and cultural country, and I am based in Bangalore, which is one of the IT hubs of India, and it's in the southern part of India. So that's where I am right now. Fantastic. Um, now, can you tell us a little bit about um, your, your many current roles and involvements in education? Okay, so I am in the education industry for last 15 years, and um, I have been involved in scripting curriculum, designing learning environments, um, you know, conducting workshops for parents, for teachers. I am also involved in, you know, one-on-one counseling. I am the ambassador of um, My Body is My Body program. Uh, It is actually a musical child abuse prevention program that is created by Chris Kais. So this program is actually helping children protect themselves while protecting their innocence through music, through songs, through lessons and fun activities. Most importantly, this is a completely free of cost program and it can be used by social workers, it can be used by teachers, um, by parents, by after-school program, uh, by daycare givers. Anyone can use it. It is one of the most successful, positive, fun-filled, and musical body safety program. Um, the videos are actually anim- animated for children so that you know uh, parents and teachers can show the video to the children. And we all know that when any information is shared through video, it is the information is retained, you know, in a much better way in children's brain. So if a child is actually into um, abusive situation already, this program will give them the knowledge of what to do, whom to turn to, so that, you know, they can actually try and get some help. Um, also, This program starts for children um, as early as three years. And uh, this program is, of course, uh, also teaches children about what are their, you know, what is a good touch, what is a bad touch, and everything through music, everything through uh, fun activities. There is less of communication, like conversation, uh, where teacher is not only giving information, but it is also opening some channels of communication for children where children start opening up and i have implemented this in my in the schools that i have worked in and we've seen a tremendous change in um, in children they are more comfortable talking about it and most importantly parents have also started using it in their houses so parents generally get very scared on how to talk to children about this topic because it's a very, very sensitive topic. But this makes it very easier for parents to communicate, to teach them, or to talk about this topic. So this is a wonderful program. And 
it's available for everyone on their website and you know i would recommend every school to use it in their school now you're um, quite a i guess a teacher mentor can you tell us mm-hmm. um where did it all begin how did you end up on this path so um i started my journey in the education field as a teacher and uh, i did some certifications and i got uh, some diploma courses in teaching and got into the teaching field but uh, whenever i was teaching uh, i was also studying about growth mindset i was also reading about um, you know different methodologies different approaches um, i was reading about child development now as i was reading and equipping equipping myself with more and more skills and knowledge i also realized i also reflected on the mistakes that i was making as a teacher uh, some mistakes could be the way i communicate with children um when whenever children are coming up with certain questions and you know um certain uh, information that they would like to share with you we as teachers generally are so much busy that or oh, you know we will do some work and we'll not even maintain that eye contact with them we'll do some work and we'll pretend that we are listening to them so we'll tell them okay go ahead i'm listening to you but we are actually not actively listening to them and this happens with most of the teachers and parents um so uh, also there were some mistakes like you know i was not being gender neutral in the classroom um like for example uh, i remember i was teaching them about the community helpers uh, about doctor teacher pilot and um, all the flash cards you know the flash cards when we were using to show uh, about uh, about community helpers um the doctor was always a male the teacher was always a female uh, the nurse was always a f- female the pilot was always a male and i was happily teaching um, children about community helpers without realizing uh, that i am not being gender neutral so why doctors are always male shown in any books and flashcards we have to show them female and male doctors i'll share one more experience and one more example i was uh, doing about a topic was family and we were teaching them the roles of you know father mother um grandparents so most of the times we say the role of a father is to earn money and take care of the fam- earn money for the family and the role of a mother is to cook food and take care of the house and the family and we uh, we've not realized that we are actually sowing the seed of gender bias right from early years and i was when i was reading about it i was reflecting on the mistake that i have done that because now we have to change it we get we have to say it like okay father and mother both of them take care of the earn for the family and take care of the family so um uh, these were certain mistakes that i felt that i've been doing it i was reflecting on it and then i i saw that like me there are so many educators who are doing similar mistakes in the classrooms unknowingly unintentionally um but as i got aware about these things i wanted to spread such awareness among other educators and teachers and that's how i got into the 
uh, path of being a teacher mentor and teacher trainer for different for other for different schools and for different teachers fantastic um you're also very experienced in working with parents uh, particularly in the area mm -hmm. of counseling can you share a little mm -hmm. bit more about this yes um so right from the moment um a parent who are about to be parents tell their family and friends that they are pregnant and you know um the little hints and advices about pregnancy and about parenting starts from there though parenting is one of the most rewarding experiences of life it's also very very time consuming and tiring as apart from just tending to the daily needs of the child parents are also responsible for helping their children develop social skills uh, life skills you know emotional development appropriate behavior and because every child is so unique in their own personalities and the traits and the way they live their life there is no one size fit all or a parent manual that every parent can read and you know learn parenting so this actually leads to a lot of confusion in parents and eventually many parents are very very overwhelmed on their parenting journey so my parenting parent counseling session um, actually aims to provide parents with knowledge like with the right kind of knowledge guidance tools and emotional support all without any judgment or any bias uh in my one on one counseling session i provide different therapies and modalities that actually help parent better understand their own parenting style the inherent parenting style and then we also dive deeper into understanding how various problems and situations actually affect and you know we if required we potentially change their parenting style um because when a parent is actually equipped with the knowledge of how to resolve their own personal issues you know they are actually able to give full attention to nurturing their child most of the times i have observed in my parenting session that it's more about the way how parents are communicating with children how parents are dealing with their own problems is how it's actually affecting their own parenting style for example um, the um, there are some parents um anything anyone tells them it's always a no and the child is constantly seeing parents saying no for everything no i don't want to get, get up early no i don't want to do do it and that's how uh, the child is also following the same thing you know we are a role model for for these children so that's why uh, i conduct one on one parent counseling session to really help parents on their parenting journey um what is something that you're currently working on that uh, you're excited about um so apart from my uh, the one on one parent counseling session i am right now working with schools to actually enhance their teaching and learning process in the classroom um uh, in the last two years of covid uh, what i have observed is that learning gap has really increased and um, there were some urban schools who could afford technology schools and parents who could afford technology and the learning was going on but there are some schools in rural or on the outskirts of bangalore 
um, they couldn't afford technology, neither the parents nor the school. So the learning gap has really widened. And I am trying to bridge that learning gap by, um, you know, enhancing their teaching learning process by uh, working on the curriculum, uh, like upgrading them. I am working one-on-one -on -one with these teachers to actually improve the classroom communication because uh, everyone, like even teachers have gone through a lot during the COVID times and everyone is carrying some emotional baggage and that is eventually being transpired into the classroom. So I am working one-on-one -on -one with them to really uh, help them deal with their own mental well-being first and then eventually improve the classroom communication. I am mentoring teachers to understand the, the misbehaviors in children because, yes, behavioral issues among children in the classrooms have gone little, have, has increased after the COVID. So I am helping teachers understand those behaviors and how, you know, they can deal with those behaviors in the classroom. Um, and I am also conducting one-on-one -on -one counseling session with teachers to take care of their mental well-being. And most importantly, um, I am guiding them in their career pathway. Um, most of the times, teachers, if they've worked for five years, six years, 10 years, they've been teachers, uh, they don't know how do we now climb the ladder of, this, of the career? How do we go forward? What courses we need to do? Uh, or uh, what kind of workshops we need to attend? Or what are the roles that I can apply for in future? So I'm also working with them one-on-one -on -one to help in their, uh, you know, career and, you know, guiding them through their career. Okay, so working with both parents and teachers, do you experience any pushback? Um, are there people resistant to being involved in these approaches? Um, uh, yes, in terms of parent counselling, I do see some parents who are not comfortable with parent counselling. Uh, because what happens is that uh, counseling is is a term that uh, they take it very personally. They say, "What I don't know how to nurture my child, or how do I how to take care of my child? Do you want to say that I am incompetent in you know taking care of my child?" So I do see certain uh, resistance there. Uh, also in India, counseling is not very very widely accepted um, as compared to other part. Uh, other uh, countries the there is awareness and uh, there are many celebrities and you know counselors and psychologists who are trying to spread this awareness and making it normal but uh, counseling in india is uh, not so widely accepted so we do see some resistance um, sometimes if one parent is ready for counseling the other parent is not ready for the counseling yeah. You know, so, uh, but for counseling to really be effective, we need both the parents on board. So um, that's where we see some re uh, resistance that no parents do not want it. Um, sometimes it could also be a social stigma because, uh, you know, um, here 
many children um, they stay in joint family where there are grandparents also where there are uncle and aunt everyone staying in the same uh, house so again um, if they say in the family that they are going for parent counseling you know there will be other family members who would actually mock at them or tell them that why do you need counseling you know we are there like especially grandparents they say we are there to help you why do you want someone else you know um also there is also a fear that some of the family issues will be out there in front of a stranger so due to all of these reasons i see some um resistance in parent counseling in terms of uh, teacher mentoring or teacher training i have seen that this year especially i've seen that teachers are more open to learning um as compared to earlier years i'm not saying 100% but i see a lot of a lot of teachers who are now in uh, you know open to learning in terms of understanding children and understanding their behaviors because as i said the behavioral issues have really gone high and they need they want to equip themselves on how to deal with children and i also see a lot of change uh in teachers being more ambitious especially in india what happens is after um the 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 woman is married and has a kid uh even if they are working in um corporate they would move to a teaching field um so that you know they could maintain work life balance and they can take care of their family also that's the main objective of actually getting into the teaching field most of the times so uh but nowadays even if they've got with that objective i see that teachers are becoming more ambitious in terms of they want to climb the ladder they want to learn more and more approaches and methodologies um they are more connected with educators across the globe through different platforms so uh, i do see that um the resistance of teachers in such workshops or one on one counseling is much lesser especially after covid um grishma i want to ask in your experience working in mm. a number of schools in india um mm. what makes the biggest impact on the emotional well-being of children according to me and in my opinion it is communication because um you cannot hide anything from children right every communication every every interaction you have with children be it as a parent or be it a teacher is a form of communication and communication is not just about the words you speak but the tone of your voice the look in your eyes the hugs and the kisses that you give children everything conveys some message to children and the way we as adults communicate with the, with the children not only teaches them how to communicate with others but it actually uh, shapes their own emotional development and they also understand how to build a relationship later in the life so for me i feel communication as a has a huge impact and even if you are verbally saying something but your non verbal cues do not match to what you are saying children sense it really well as i gave you one example that we are doing some work and we are pretending that we are listening to them 
uh, but our non verbal cues our body language will communicate uh, that we are actually not listening to them so uh, that actually helps also build trust so a child if you are actually not paying attention to them but you are only pretending to listen to them the child knows that maybe next time i would not go to this adult and share any information or ask any question and your relationship with that child is broken there and there so that's why for me um, communication is so important and some of the strategies that um, parents and teachers could implement would be actively listening to them and when i say actively listening to them um, it it is actually coming to the child's eye level maintaining that eye contact you know leaning your body little forward and genuinely be interested in listening to the child what is child trying to tell you what are the questions what are the doubts you are actually building a rapport with the child when you actively listening to listening to them and just actively listening is not enough reflective listening is also very important now when i say reflective listening it is only rephrasing what the child is trying to tell you um for example if the child is telling you i do not want to play with this boy so you just say oh okay you don't want to play with this friend just rephrasing the same thing that the child has told you the child will feel that yes you are genuinely listening to me and um, the way you communicate like you know speaking clearly with them do not use jargons with children use very simple uh, language that they are able to understand and even the way we give feedback the way we communicate feedback to children is so important we just say okay good job um rather let's focus on the behavior that you are actually praising oh i like the way um you have cleaned up the toys or you have put the way uh, put back the toys um i like i like it so good job so focusing on the behavior that um that you are trying to praise praise instead of just saying nice job or good job it's a very vague comment and children actually can sense that you are not giving a real feedback or real uh, comment to what they've done so for me um uh communication is utmost important whether being a parent or in the classroom it's all about communicating effectively your thoughts with children and that's a very important thing isn't it i mean i i've even had um people on zoom calls or colleagues who are giving me that fake attention so i, I my strategy is to stop talking and see if they uh, realize that i've stopped talking trying to get them to focus again um but it is important isn't it um yes now you're currently taking a short career break um can you tell us about that and and how has it been valuable for you and perhaps how it might be valuable to other people yes so yeah i am on a sabbatical and on this career break right now i was very very fearful of taking this career break because in last 15 years i have never taken a career break so i always had certain fear that okay how will it show up on my resume or about how will I, how will it all go financially so there were a lot of fears attached to it but once i got into this break i understood the value of it and how it can really 
help me so the first thing that i started doing was actually reassessing my ikigai what i really wanted to what is the purpose of my life last 15 years i've only been you know running 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 teaching going to school coming back to home just that somewhere in that 15 years i've forgotten what my goals were what is my purpose of life so it has really got me on back on my track um wherein i really want to focus on the purpose of my life and it's just not um earning money or leading a very comfortable life but along with that i really want to get into the rural india indian schools and help teachers and children there so this um break actually helped me reassess my uh, ikigai i am also expanding my professional network uh, like getting in touch with you um and getting in touch with educators around the globe meeting lot of educators right in bangalore who are doing amazing work uh, like i met this uh, a school owner from bangalore and i was just we were having a lunch and she was sharing her life story and it was so inspirational and the story only conveyed that how passionate she is about uh, you know giving the right quality education education to children so i am expanding my uh, professional network um i'm also learning uh, new skills um and you know gaining more and more knowledge about child development about teaching about how we can really um, make learning engaging in the classrooms and um i think that is more important because what we do is when we are working 24/7 we are only focusing on the knowledge and skill that is required for that particular job or the work that you are doing you do not expand your skills so now i have the liberty to learn about whatever i want uh, be it in this field or outside this field but even in this field like i in my, in the school that i was working we we were following multiple intelligence approach so i was only learning about multiple intelligence approach but now there are so many other approaches that have come like i i recently finished a course on project based learning in classroom on how we can actually implement it in indian curriculum and indian scenario so this time uh, on my career break is really helping me expand my skills and um, i am also focusing on my mental health right now uh, doing certain activities that i wanted to do like meditation like journaling and uh, getting into uh, a habit of waking up early um and having a very slow morning because when i was working i had to reach my school at 8:30 and you know you have to wake up early but just get ready and leave for work so there are certain morning routines that i wanted to uh, be a part of my lifestyle which i am doing it and one of the most exciting thing that i am doing in my career break is i am visiting schools um uh, as an educator to to learn about their approaches about their methodologies and how they are implementing it in the classroom and in their schools so i am visiting lot of alternative schools here in bangalore 
and i'm amazed to see that bangalore is filled with alternative schools like there are schools that focus only or follow only reggio emilia approach or only project based learning so i'm actually visiting um those schools right now on my career break sounds fantastic has there been anything that you've discovered uh, that you're excited about uh, from some of those visits to those schools oh yes there were a lot of learnings and uh, the most important learning was um that learning does not happen only within four walls this is something that uh like indian boards are very rigorous in terms of writing in terms of reading and uh, it is more of academic and uh, less of you know experimenting different uh, methodologies so it was a big learning for me that learning actually doesn't happen with the four within the four walls children need to step out of the classrooms to really see how learning can be implemented in the real life because um yes indian boards are not really application based as compared to international boards so um, and i was also working in an indian board school so i had seen a very different kind of learning and this learning that i'm seeing in alternative education is very different um second is that schools can customize learning for children the big positive uh, of alternative education system is that they really value the individuality and creativity of every child in the school the lesson plans the, the schedules are actually kept very flexible and children are taught at a pace that aligns with their own comfort every child is taught at their own pace um they believe in readiness philosophy they do not push children to write or read and again most importantly in these alternative uh, schools children are not assessed on complex examinations but instead the focus is on their personal development and growth and how they are actually applying their learning in the real life um in the schools i one thing that i observed was children actually enjoy learning visibly i have seen children uh, in my previous work experiences that there are some children who really don't look forward to come to school they don't want to come to school for whatever reason but they do not enjoy that learning but in this school every child was looking forward to the to learning something new so what i learned was if children in my school are not enjoying the learning or are not not happy in my school then my school is a misfit for these children instead of children being misfit in my school my school is not the right school or is is not the right kind of school that children should be in this is my biggest learning and i will take this forward in my uh, future work experiences also so these were some of the uh, experiences that i had in alternate visiting this alternative schools no doubt that's going to be very valuable for the future schools that you work in um you're looking of course to expand your network professional network not just 
happened in Bangalore, but uh, internationally as well. If people uh, want to reach out and connect with you, how can they go about doing that? Um, so I am there on LinkedIn with the same name, Grishma Mumaya. And uh, I have a Instagram and a Facebook page that is called Empower with Grishma. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, or on Instagram. I am there on all three platforms. Well, Grishma, it's been wonderful to have you on Education Talks. So thanks so much for taking the time and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It was lovely connecting with you, David. Thank you so much for being understanding and patient also. Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Education Talks will be taking a break over the festive season and will return in the new year. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the EdEvents YouTube channel. There'll be more information on the new EdEvents platform also in the new year. Thanks for all your support. Have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you again in 2023.